Oh no! <laughs> Push one of those. No, that's not right. Yeah! I feel like we're <laughs> in friends. Yeah! <laughs> when you're here on a lesbian's couch. We're all friends here. Yes, we are. We talk about good stuff. Ah! <laughs> the party's on. Okay, we're done. That's done. So, yeah, the goal is that we can get an actual intro song and throw it on one of those buttons so that at the beginning of each podcast, when we're doing our setup, we then, we, we like say, hey, blah, 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 oh. this is the topic. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot day. I forgot. I play piano a bit. You forgot. Well, I don't play very often because I don't have. No, I kind of want to learn how to play the piano. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, more? but it's possible. Hold on, you're just, just starting a new internship. You're our I'm Steven. I know I'm the Steven, but I also play piano, so maybe I can do your intro. I'm very creative with well, it. Like, I write were, my own music without knowing how to write it. Yeah, if you ever, like, on a random day, remember that you play the piano and you want to record <laughs> us a, an intro My aunt song. said she would give me a keyboard, so. Yeah, that. or we could just drink, show up at a place that has a piano or keyboard system, kind of like the speakeasy we got thrown out of the other day because Jordan played Jingle Bells several times. Too many times. I'm just wondering if we mix up the songs, if they would have let us keep playing. I think if we had added in, like, a good... Good King Wenceslas. <laughs> What's King Wenceslas? What the fuck is that? Is Wenceslas really how you say it? Yeah. Spell it. Oh, yeah, spell dude. that shit. <laughs> That's German or something. W E N C E S. The wrong. <laughs> Sounds like applesauce and coleslaw. <laughs> Wenceslas. Wenceslas, good Sloss. king Wenceslas looked down on no. the feast. Of- <laughs> That's not a song. Yes, From where? I've never heard that I song in my Siberia? life. I do. <laughs> it should not be in that language. Wrong language. Yeah. Maybe start with like deck the halls with boughs of holly. I always loved Winter Wonderland. <laughs> Gee, she's gonna Are die. Okay? My lungs have been just popping. Alright. Back to the subject. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right, you tell us. You, you get to Wait, choose Wait, we have here. to introduce her. She still has not been introduced. <gasps> Welcome to another episode of Out to Adults. My name is Lisa Figenbaum. I'm here with Catherine That's Cleary and uh, Noelle Teske with an E. At not going to lie. I thought it was Feigenbaum. Well, it's German. It is, but I'm actually I'm, my last 90% name's German Irish. too. Yeah, I'm very Irish German, oh. but my last name's super German. Yeah, same. Feigenbaum. I thought it was Feigen. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I don't even try to time. say your name because Probably. I don't know. I, I just go it. with Figs. <laughs> Feigenbaum. Figs. Well. Oh well. Yeah. yeah, for short. All right. Um. In any case, I'm gonna let you. This is kind of like choose your own adventure. Do you guys remember Ooh, those books when yes. you were a kid? Those were my fave. You'd get to the end of the page, and it's like, why don't they I make those for adults? You read. Every ending you can possibly get. Like, I was that guy. You're a little nerd. Yeah, I was. Well, I read a lot of books. So that's a good segue. So, I mean, you grew up in Alaska. 
So that could be. I did. Tell us a little bit about what that's like because that uh, that's intrigues me. I mean, Alaska is known for its lack of daylight during the winter. Where I grew up during the winter, we got about four hours. So the sun would come up at 10 a.m. and go down by 2 p.m. Um, Hold so on. I would go to school in the dark and come home in the dark. Did they let you out during those four hours? Like, were you allowed to be uh, outside? We had what? recess. So we needed to bring snow pants, snow coat. Boots, gloves, hat. They wouldn't let you out of recess if you didn't have proper clothing. And I mean, you know, there's a poverty problem in Alaska as well as everywhere else in the U.S. So people who didn't quite have the clothing that they needed didn't get to go out to recess. There was like a donation kind of like nurses bin for like gear for those kids. But like it didn't always have enough for every kid. How can you live in a climate like Alaska and not have snow clothes? How does that even happen? Forget clothes to go to recess. How do you survive without warm clothes like that? You would be amazed at what the darkness and the coldness does to people. Uh, the addiction, Does it turn them into vampires? <laughs> I wish. I wish that was the problem. That would be pretty badass. The darkness and the coldness really causes a huge violence and addiction problem. What? Yes. Is this scientifically proven? Yes. It's not. Totally. Okay. I'm a science major. And I'm also from there. Almost everybody I grew up with up there ended up addicted to heroin or meth. Is it because of the poverty rate or what? Boredom. I think that the high violence and alcoholism and drug abuse problems up there is a lot to do with the darkness and the lack of opportunity. I mean, reason why I knew I needed to get out of Alaska is I knew I didn't have a future there. The big jobs that pay are on the North Slope doing oil or like you do housekeeping for the oil fucking workers and shit. Mm. So, I mean, there's just not much of a future, even for state workers. You don't make a lot of money. The cost of living is relatively low when you're buying property. Mm. But like when you think about the cost of goods, because everything has to be shipped. Right. And it's not continental U.S. if you've ever been on Amazon. Yep. Continental U.S. <laughs> ships much different. <laughs> Continental U.S. Yeah. does not include Alaska. Or Hawaii. Well, they're an island. Hawaii is sunny and beautiful, so you can understand why people would want to live there and are willing to pay for things at a prime. Right? So the great thing about Alaska, you get paid to live there. Uh, the last year that I lived there, Sarah Palin was governor, and she actually gave us an energy rebate on top of our permanent fund dividend. So a permanent fund dividend is a payment that every single Alaskan gets every year, if you follow the paperwork, of course, for just being a resident. And it's a portion of the state's oil and natural Loose gas math, profits. couple grand. It's oil and natural gas profits. So like every person gets a thousand bucks. So picture this. You got like 10 kids. Each of your kids gets that $1,500 check. And guess what? They're minors. So that check realistically goes to you so each year for having 10 kids you get paid like 15 grand or something it's just like name one other place someone's gonna like pay you to live so i'm just trying to understand nowhere in the united states do you get paid to live there but it's fucking rough as shit the cost compared to the burden it doesn't match up most people use their payment to pay off the debt from the rest of the year it's hard to live there it's survival everybody who lives there like you are a survivor you know how to survive In first grade, we get training on how to survive hypothermia, 
scare off a bear or a moose from the bus stop. Like we get taken out on a field trip to the mountains and taught how to make a fire in 20 below weather with the wind blowing with like, like make a snow fort and like build a fire. Like we're like six years old. Swear to God, it's survivor of the fittest. Here in first grade, we learn how to look both ways before we cross the street. Maybe stop, drop, and roll if you're in like a... Right. If you're in one of those gifted and talented levels, you get to be taught stop, drop, and roll. If you're very lucky. We learn that. But like, you guys probably learned surviving. it when you were two. So, yeah, so, after surviving So walk me else. through the, like, I would have thought it would just be, with all due respect, people were living there for lack of a better option, right? Like No, people go there to escape the U.S. I mean, you can have guns, like so many guns, and you can shoot them like six feet off the road. Also, the thing I miss the most, I could ride my dirt bike or four-wheeler wherever the fuck I wanted as long as it was it's a like public road. It's like living off the land. Can you have polar bears as pets? Uh, wrong no. continent. <laughs> no, but <laughs> my friends who work in the North Slope, like works. polar bears, wander outside their work. Like okay, on the North right. Slope of Alaska, there's polar bears. But like where I lived, I'm like that's where I was thinking. Obviously, this is the great thing about Alaska too. We are on the palm of your hand. You can make Alaska. Look hold at on, this, bitch. Stop it. Hello, I lived right here. Up here, there's polar. Okay, bears. Okay, listen. Hold on. I'm gonna do a visual for everyone. Everybody. Take your right hand, make a loser sign, and now throw that vertical upside down so that your thumb is pointing down. You've got Alaska. That's Alaska. Gnome is in the ring finger knuckle. That's where the Iditarod, the sled dog races, ends. Mm. The sled dog race starts where I lived, and it would end over here, and Alaska will fit over the entire United States. It's a huge fucking state. Most people who don't live in Alaska do not understand this. Not a fucking island, and it's not tiny, and it actually is fucking monstrous. We have huge landmass, but guess how many people we have? Left? Hold on, I'm gonna guess. Please do. Everybody always says like you know like jokes like Texas is the big state. Like eh. you can fit like ten Texases in Alaska. It's fucking insane. Suck it, Texas. You so yes, Alaska people are always like suck it, motherfucker. They don't give no shit. And I strangled a bear for breakfast. Fuck yes. Yeah. You don't want to know what they do in Texas for breakfast. You don't want to know. I think it's called Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> They're also on heroin in Texas. Yes. Yeah, Texas has a lot of drugs. The U.S. has a lot of drugs at the moment. Yes. Who I mean, doesn't? Alaska has a lot of drugs, and they cost a lot of money because you got to get it up there. Ask me again about the population of Alaska. Girl, tell me about that population up there. So we're talking a population of like a cool half mil. A little over a half mil. Like a mil? 800,000 people. Under 758,000 people in the whole state. That is your population growing? And most of them actually just live in like this area down you here. Guys, please refer to your hand map of Alaska. The Most of the people live right in there Anchorage. in the padded area between your finger and your thumb. So Anchorage, Palmer, yeah, Juneau. Juneau is actually the capital. You cannot drive there. You have to take a boat or a plane. Did you know that? Nobody knows that. Everybody thinks Anchorage <laughs> is the capital. Unless you're really smart and pay attention you in ge geology. Did you know the fuck. that? No. Did you know? You guys. But um, like, we need like a little drum sound. Slowest. 
It was a flyby. Did you know? Do you know? Do you know? How many texts? How many? You're going to need to speak into the microphone if you want to be part of this conversation. Hello. All right. So I'm looking at the map here on my handy dandy iPhone. You need square This is footage. Alma, everyone. So Alma joined the conversation. Square footage. square footage of Texas. So I'm looking at Texas. Maybe miles. And then I move over to the left. It's going to be a lot of feet. Uh, I'm sorry. To the west. Hot damn. You can fit a lot of Texas up in Alaska. How like many Texas can you put in Alaska? Let's do math. Pull it up. Pull up the What do you say? Square mileage. I don't Square know. Square mileage. Like eight or ten of Texas. The point is, nobody lives there and it's huge, but because I still want to understand why people Most want of to Alaska live there. is fucking wilderness. And mountains. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. I would go Untouched wilderness. But would you live there? You visit. Live? Oh, would I you raise a family know. there? I don't. I wouldn't live there. I mean, I did live there for 18 years. Alma, would you live there? I uh, That answer is to be determined because I've never been there. So I can't answer that. It's Once hard. I go visit, then maybe I'll have an idea. Okay, I like that you're going to research where you're going to live. She's a firefighter. She might survive. She might survive. Might, will. Like, all I know is will. Uh, fire's hot. Alaska's cold. I'm just going to, like, settle So you're making that. my, Alaska's making my job easier is what, we, what you're saying. Uh, we also produce a lot of oil and natural gas, so I'm not sure that your job would be easier. Because everybody's fucking nuts. How do you put that fire out? Oh my god, we get fire, we get forest fires like nuts, like California, worse. Last summer, we were getting drier. You know, global warming. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to quote it like Trump, but like. I've the heard the warming term. is in essence a lot of things are getting colder and warmer at weird times. Sure. That's so you can't really call it global warming. Well, why don't we call it climate change? Yeah, climate change. That thing is really fucking with Alaska. Is so fucking with Alaska. A lot of our tundra that has like um, permafrost. Yeah, that I couldn't find the word. Yep. Yeah, that's thawing, and permafrost thawing can be a really big issue if there's bacteria and viruses that have frozen deep within it listen i'm pretty sure there was a fringe episode where they uncovered the spanish Ooh, flu girl. under the ice whoa fringe is like ages that was such a good show love it anna torv shout out oh. that hot girl that yes. was the main oh i didn't even know her name but she's just fucking hot yes speaking of hot um i you're gay what was it like <laughs> growing up? we know that what was it like sucks. growing up in alaska being gay and the opposite of hot. That's an awesome Whoa. transition. Thank you. So they paid me the big bucks for uh, So I didn't really get hot until high school, like 15, 16. I would say. Well, everybody made me feel that way. Uh, it was really difficult to grow up gay there. The state is really red and people are raised very fucking racist. Like you don't even know how... Ra- I moved here at 18, and I didn't even realize that my thinking was so fucking racist. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Uh, the shit We're I We're going to have learn. an entire episode, you and I, just about that. Oh, my God. But let's God. talk specifically right now about... The gay stuff gay. was bad. I started kind of dressing very boyish in fourth and fifth grade, and that got a very uh, harsh reaction from my classmates. I was easily like i had my group of friends but i was easily the like odd one out the ugly one almost like all of them would like date each other i was kind of just the funny fun one how many people were in your graduating class (sighs) oh shit Mm, 
I'd have to Google that. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't three. very big. I would say probably like 200 kids in my graduating class. Okay, so I had I like I graduated early and I left. I, I graduated early and I left. I got my GED and I came here. I came here before I even turned 18. Did you come directly to Sacramento? Directly to Sacramento. Okay, cool. What brought you here? Why did you choose Sacramento? Um, my dad was born here. Okay. Um, his mom was raised here. My grandma grew up during the Golden State Killer base. Oh, yeah. And she actually moved out of the state right at the end of the 70s, like 79, mm -hmm. when he was still doing his rounds in yeah. Sacramento. Um, Locked up now. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I still haven't got quite an in-depth conversation with her about her experience. It's like on my list of things to talk to my grandma about. Um, uh, call her, her up in, tomorrow. Her in-depth interpretation of how that time period was for her because she was in her 20s mm -hmm. with a young son. Pretty much textbook what that guy was looking for when yes. he would break into people's houses and fucking rape them. Right. Okay, you got to talk to your grandma and get back to us. Totally. So she moved out real quick, went to Alaska because she was going to school to be a therapist, mm -hmm. which is a whole nother fucking workbook when you have a grandma who's a therapist. I bet <laughs> you could write a book. <laughs> Shit. Okay, uh, so well, hold on. Let's rewind. Your grandma being a therapist, did she know you were gay? Did she help you come out? Was she part of the problem? Was she a part of the solution? At what point did you know you were gay? And when did the teasing start? I think I knew I was gay in between fifth and sixth grade it kind of started really hitting me i officially knew in seventh grade when i fell in love with my best friend of course Aww. uh uh my best friend would take me to church with her her mom worked at the church so we would stay after church and we'd read books in the library i was a, a bit of a book nerd so still are uh we'd read books in the library and we would just get closer and yeah, we would just get closer and closer. We're like 12 years old or whatever, reading books in the library after hours. And we just get closer and closer. And I remember the first time I kissed her was like the most insane thing of my motherfucking life. It was raining. And like she dropped me off after church at my house. And we went to my back door so her mom wouldn't see me or whatever. And like... I just went for it. I just kissed her right there in the rain. You know, you know, yeah. you already know. At oh that my age, gosh, that's like, a romantic. And how old were you? What grade? 12. Oh I was my in seventh God. grade. Yes. Then I knew officially I was gay. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when Katie interviews you at uh, out and adult. Out to adult. Out to adult. Out to adult. Out she gets, adult. she gets all the information from you and gets all the secrets out. So here we go. Instant. Oh Yeah. Katie, nice Get work. A couple beers first. Next time, buy my beer. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were coming over today, so next time I'll get you. What I know. Hello, invite me next time. Hey, girl, I will. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, invite edit, me. Edit, edit. No. Steven, yeah. Noel. <laughs> Noel. <laughs> Noel, edit that. <laughs> I'm hired. Yes. <laughs> I can pay you in like. I will thank accept. Yous. I will accept followers until we actually make money. I'll accept a hug. What? You'll accept a hug? I'll give you a hug, Alma. I think we've earned it. I think we've earned a couple of hugs tonight. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. It's hard work. So you knew you officially in Alaska when you were 12. Was that girl a lesbian? And how no fast? No fucking way. She broke my heart. Oh, and no how? No fucking way. Oh, okay. Ouch. A few days later, she's like, yeah, I'm straight, blah, blah, blah. And then we didn't talk till, like, we didn't talk a lot at all, actually, until freshman year. She was, like, we finally got over it enough to be friends again. So, like, two-ish years later then? Pretty much, yeah. Seventh to ninth and, grade. And you were in the same school the whole time? 
Totally. We're all, I mean, you go to school basically with the same people from kindergarten or first grade. I did kindergarten in Anchorage and then I moved to Palmer, mm-hmm. which is like a farm town. You pretty much go to school with everybody from from the beginning until the end. It's Question. fucking ridiculous. Question for those that don't know. What do you farm in Alaska? Potatoes, cabbage, cows, potatoes, more cabbage, more cows. <laughs> you like that? Please tell me how you farm a cat. They just you chill. No, you just let them poop and then we they grow. We had a dairy. We had Manuska dairy. We had no, a whole dairy. Right no, they don't grow on a cow it. tree. No, we had a dairy. Like I know, it's a joke. You can't farm a cow. It's a joke. Yeah, 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 I know. Okay. It was a good joke, but we fucking farmed them. <laughs> okay. In the dark. We had a fucking dairy in the dark, yes. Actually, when I used to sneak out of my house, like, because my window was on floor level, we would go, like, well, we'd have to sneak into town, and we had to go past the dairy. So we'd go through the cow farm a little bit. Was that, like, once you got past the dairy, you were safe? Like what? You were never safe when you snuck out of your house after hours in the small town I lived in. The cops had nothing to do, so they oh, were always on the lookout. I thought it was because of the bears. And no, the dude, I got caught for even just like skipping school. If they saw somebody who looked too young to not be in school at that point, they'd fucking pick you up. She said they have moose in Alaska. Oh, we got trained in first grade when we were six years old. They would train us to like scare off moose or bears at the bus stop. Can you give us a sample of how you scare? Ah! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it? Yeah. Hands waving, deep voice. You have to yell at And you're like six years old, so you're like this fucking tall, and you're like supposed waving to be screaming your arms, at them. screaming at them, making them as much loud noise as you, you can. You know how big a p- fucking moose is? Like, don't guess. Is it, can you fit two Texases in one moose? Okay, they're way bigger than cows. They're bigger than 800, cows. 800 pounds. They're bigger than cows. 2,000 pounds. Are they? No, they're not 2,000 pounds. I mean, I'm can. saying one moose is 800 pounds. No, I it's mean, closer to 2,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, male moose are probably about 2,000. No fucking way, Lisa. They're okay. really tall. So 2,000 pounds equals a ton. Oh my God, and we Well, now you're know. showing off and we don't know if that's right. Girl. So we're no. saying that- Do you no, know how no, good a no, moose no, tastes? No, no, we're, okay, Siri, so now we're going- how many pounds are in a ton? 2,000 pounds. Hey, hey, all Put Alma, Siri back. Almost smarter. Hey, put Siri back. Seriously. I want to ask her how much a big moose costs or te- weighs. Wait, so Siri, one moose weighs two. How much does a large weighs- moose weigh? I found this on the web. Okay. okay. You're gonna have, now you have to Bitch. click on the page. No, read it to us. The moderators are a mess, so excuse us for this rest as they get their shit together. One moose weighs sixteen hundred pounds. That's so a female. closer to two thousand pounds, which is one ton. So we hunt them and we make sausage and hamburgers, and it tastes fucking incredible. I miss that so much living here. I miss the. I mean, like I'm not. I haven't been to Alaska, but I want some beef jerky from there. No, not beef. Moose jerky. Moose, moose jerky. But a correction. Moose I would love sausage some for beef. breakfast. I would love some moose jerky. Moose burger. Can you get? Orca jerky? No, what? We don't kill them for fun. The natives yes. might. Alaska natives I've are allowed. I've seen blackfish. Wait, Alaska natives are allowed to kill what they need because they use every part of the animal. So let's try and switch back to the lighter side. Yeah. <laughs> gay stuff. Uh, and we will, gay yeah, trauma. Yeah, yeah. And That's will, lighter gay than trauma. death, right? Ain't no trauma like a gay trauma because the gay trauma don't stop. 
Hey. Yep. Okay, yeah, hold on, so- hold on, hold on. Let's recap because we've gone all over the place. God, and this is going to help me in my post-production. The editing it's is going to fucking suck on this one, you guys. Hey, but this okay. was a good one. If you're sober, it might not be. No, no, no. I'll make it sound good. I'll make it sound good. Okay, so listen. You can fit eight to ten Texases in one Alaska. A ton is 2,000 pounds, not 1,000. Being gay in Alaska is very hard. They're very red. They're very poor. Four hours of sunlight in the winter, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You get paid like 1000 to 1500 bucks a year. from Just to the, live there. Just to live there from Sarah Palin and the energy company, not Sarah Palin's professional. Okay, Sarah Palin account. is not the governor anymore. But that year, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to finish that because we went on a tandem. Well, that's why I'm okay. trying to circle us back. And we, no, no, no. I want to come full circle to what we talked about at the beginning. How come in Alaska, the darkness... The physical Eats people. dark. No, that's vampires, and we already know that. <laughs> Listen, we all read Twilight. <laughs> hey, there was no Edward in Alaska, trust me. There's not enough sun for him to sparkle in. Ooh. What about the other guy? He was handsome, too. The wolf? Jake. Jake. Jacob. Jacob. Mm. Mm-hmm. Circle like, back, mm. please, Flora. <laughs> circle back. Circle back. You're a science nerd. Yeah. Science major. What about the Darkness and just lack of sun leads people to heroin. Um, I would definitely say that the lack of opportunity up there for jobs that give you any kind of good well-being about yourself. Like a lot of people can't get jobs that make them feel like they're a part of something big. As well as a lot of women get pushed into that housewife life and that'll fucking kill you. Why? Why does that kill you? Because no, it's no, fucking no. dark. And no, miserable. why are they pushed into the housewife life? Because there's not enough jobs? Because there's not enough jobs. I mean, if you want to get a job at a gas station or a grocery store, but like, where's the where's the room to expand? I mean, if you have like any kind of drive, there's not a lot of opportunity in that sense. I mean, look, here's the other thing. Just like, it's not just Alaska, like any state, city, whatever. That is cold or cold, dark, boring, and small. For lack of a yeah. There's not a lot to do. Exactly. A lot of people use drugs oh, as a form of entertainment. The South right? is a and great example. Right. The South, they it's have the very stuff. low education. Alaska's the same. Right. We have like two large universities, and they don't even match up nearly as much to any right. university that has anything really to offer when it comes to career accelerated individuals. So you can relate, I guess. In a sense, the South to that too. Like people are undereducated; they don't have a lot of opportunity. There's not a lot to do. There it people is. Right. Are, it's very isolated. Right. People are in small towns. A lot of Alaska is made up of villages. It's not even towns. It's fucking villages. <laughs> like they're literally still called villages because the the population count is so low. They don't have police, and if they do have police, the police are taking care of a huge region. And have to take a fucking airplane and a snow machine to make it out there for a call. You know what I mean? I don't, but I hear you. Well, they're run. (laughs) So a lot of the villages are also run by like tribal councils, which Mm. the the continental U.S. has killed so many Native Americans. White people in the continental U.S. don't understand what tribal council means. Can you tell us? They govern themselves. So even here in California, there are tribal councils and tribal communities where natives have their own communities and they do the policing, which means they take care of the criminal stuff unless it goes to the extent of like 
murder a very extreme like a extent, capital crime unless then it they goes get- to an extremist extent they won't bring white people into it to put well, it well, well, to well, put well. it very clearly okay like, so in the villages in alaska are there villages where white people are part of these councils or oh, is it specifically I mean, the native americans are there the are natives? villages where the majority of people are native but the people who have the jobs as teachers mm-hmm. or have the jobs as kind of pillar figures yep. in those communities are people who traveled from somewhere else and are white. And they chose to go to Alaska. And to those small communities to help. Okay. As you know, Native communities all over America have a huge stigma against them for alcohol and drug abuse because of the way they've been treated for centuries. Right. They've been mistreated and pushed aside for so long. I mean, we still had boarding schools for Natives in the 50s. Some of my friends' parents were in those boarding schools, taken away from their parents and taught to be white. Right, like the kind of boarding schools where they forced the kind that the you native got children semi-taught about. If you went to college and took any kind of good history classes, you got taught a little bit more in depth. But yeah. in high school or like whatever, they didn't teach you the realistic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Where they fucking beat you if you didn't talk in English. Right. They took away your clothes, they took away your they took religion, away your, culture, your culture. Your community. So Alaska actually has the highest count of natives in all of the United States. Uh, like the, lower, the highest quantity or the yes, highest per Yes, ca- the lower okay. 48 has killed the majority of their native culture. Alaska has the highest count of Native Americans of the entire United that States. That makes sense. And it's because they have actually areas where they're f- so far off from white people in white communities that they can still maintain their culture, but they're super affected by it. They have horrible alcohol problems, horrible drug problems. There's villages where they don't even allow alcohol in. So of course, you know, they sneak it in. Dry counties, yeah. prohibition. (laughs) Yes. And then they also have huge sexual abuse problems in the native communities. I mean, like- Is that a cultural thing? Like, is it- It's not cultural. It's just has to do with the drug and the alcohol problem. That's fair. One leads to another, yeah. It's- just almost a chain reaction and you know how sexual abuse works in a sense you know it's always like a family member we want to get into that sense like it's always something too close where people don't want to recognize it or admit to it because that makes them all guilty or make them feel guilty that they didn't see it before i mean like it's such an endless cycle it really is and you see it everywhere but in alaska it's very very dense yeah in especially the native communities. Because so does Alaska have like a pride? And I think you were talking about this a little bit before. They do have a pride. It's very, very Anyone small. Gay. It <laughs> looks very sketchy to me. I'm very damaged from my youth growing up in Alaska that I went up last summer and I brought my now ex-wife and I brought my gay best friend. And um, fuck, I was... We have one gay bar in Anchorage, the big city. Oh, wow. There is a gay bar, though. One. I mean, look, that right there. It was like, fun. Is it someone's But house? I was terrified that we would walk out and get hurt. I was so scared because, think- because of how I grew up, like, feeling very scared that somebody was going to hurt me for being who I was. Is violence against any minority a pretty big part of the yes, So Yes, totally. It's not just the gay thing. It's any minority or, or what have you. Yeah, I mean, we... I grew up with, I grew up with two black friends. I like in my whole time going to elementary and middle and high school, there were two black kids. Yeah. So when I moved here, mm-hmm. uh, 
it was quite a culture shock, ridiculous culture shock for yeah. me. I didn't even know that I was raised on racist kind of comments and beliefs because I had just never been around enough people of color mm-hmm. to understand the depth. I mean, I've taken enough women's history and black history classes now to like be such a like advocate for empowering those cultures aside from my white privilege. Yeah. And it's it it was terrifying to go even now as a fucking full-fledged adult to Alaska and still be terrified that I'm going to walk out of a gay bar and get hurt, like beat up or fucked with. Like it was still a fear that was so deeply ingrained in me because of how I was treated for even just trying to come out as gay as a kid. That's insane. So how were you treated when you did come out? And and at what age? My family was great. My family is super, I think because a lot of my family is from California, mm-hmm. um, my family was really accepting. Even when I brought my first girlfriend home and I was so nervous about it, like my family was ridiculously accepting. And I am so grateful for that because I've had friends in Alaska and even here whose families didn't accept them. I had a friend whose mom changed the locks on her own <gasps> house to not let her daughter in. Mm-hmm. It's like, like people are don't think it through. I mean, her mom eventually came around, but like that that feeling right there of like not being accepted for one little thing right. about who you bring around you or who you love or who you care about is like heart-wrenching. Like it's, it's devastating. Yeah, it breaks a part of you that you didn't know could be so broken. And like, it will be broken for a, a huge portion of your life. You'll always be kind of like worried about coming out about it. And there's some cases that it will never totally. get better. You'll never get rid of that fear. Some people don't come around. Some people will feel that way about you forever. And I think even from the way I grew up, I'm still very cautious about who I come out to. I think being married changed a lot of that about me. Like I was like more proud. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. You know, I was more proud about like expressing who I was. But before that, like I would hide that I was gay from even people I worked with. Unless I had developed quite a relationship with you at work, like a friendship. I wouldn't even tell. I would cover. I'd be like, even if I had a girlfriend or something at the time, I'd call it a boyfriend or I'd like, I'd just cover it, like straight cover it, you know? So that fear from the way I grew up and was teased and mistreated really affected the way I came to California, even a place that makes you feel like you should be so safe and so comfortable. And really gay. I was still so scared Mm -hmm. to be who I was. That's completely understandable because- you have been told your entire life by society that being gay is not okay. Like people right. hold literal protests against your hurt. rights. Right. And like, that's the huge thing is like, you don't want to be hurt for being who you are. No. So growing up, like when you did come out, like when your friends realized that you were gay, did, so you said they tease you, but did they ever threaten physical violence back then? No, I think like some of them were accepting. I didn't ever necessarily in school feel physically threatened but the name calling and like just walking through the hall sometimes people i didn't even know would walk by me on the way to the bathroom and say faggot i don't even know who you are how do you know yeah how do you know and why to call me that you know like why is it of such great importance that other people that you don't know need to be talking about your sexuality. Middle school is the worst time of everybody's life. Everybody's. For, <laughs> For two, it's very, I think people are so worried about their own insecurities. Sometimes it's easier to focus on other people's. 
Absolutely. And I think that middle school is a really good amplification of that. It's so much easier to pick on somebody else than to feel like something's wrong with you or somebody might pick on you for something because that's your most insecure time of your growing up. Like it's your peak of growing into a teenager and puberty and all that. Like mm. you're really going through the most, the most emotions you've ever had to feel and deal with. Like fall in this. No like wonder people get so fucking mean in middle school. Yeah. The clicks, the whatever the fuck. You Not know? knowing how to handle their emotions and hormones and right, anything. Exactly. Yeah. It was really rough that like that aspect. I mean, like even that shit still stays with me. Like I still remember the faces of the people who walked down the hall and called me a faggot. And it's like now I'm an adult. I'm like, bitch, you didn't even know what a faggot was. <laughs> like, And like that's actually even a word now that I hate to hear and I hate to see used because even if you're a gay guy and you want to use that word in your community, like that word bothers me so much because I know it's such a fucking detrimental like hurtful word that was used so often even you know, you know you have to think about my middle school i took a women's history class and we read like the transgender history book by suzanne Stryker, and these words were huge huge impacts on so many people in the gay communities all over the u.s as the gay rights were coming in to fruition in the 50s the 60s and the 70s i had no idea the depth of the journey that gay people and trans people have had to make trans far more than gay people. I mean, all of it. And none of us appreciate the trailblazers. Like gay people are like getting a little bit more room to flourish where trans people are still fighting for their lives. It's incredible to me. I think off a little semi off subject, the most incredible thing I read in that book, the transsexual history by Suzanne Stryker was how harsh the lesbian community was towards transgender people. Like mm. they literally made groups to be against transgender people because they didn't agree that they were feminine enough or that they could fight for the same kind of feminist rights. And they were all on the same level. And that's where that TERFs, T-E. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to read that book, first of all. Uh, I, I own it. It's a very, it's a little bit of a history book, so it's a little hard to get through in just the way that it lines up facts, but like- it gives you such a well-rounded explanation for how the gay rights came about, but also a, such a focus on how gay and lesbian people got their rights. They excluded transgender people. And we still to this day do. That's a huge thing for me because even in Alaska, I had a transgender friend. And here I have even more. Mm -hmm. it's, it's mind blowing, especially knowing now the race that has to do with it. If you're white passing transgender yep. you flourish so much more in the community than if you're of color mm -hmm. and it, it's painful like we get to be ourselves we get to be as gay as we can be and our trans friends brothers sisters yeah. whatever they're getting murdered every day yeah there's and there's no recognition they don't even get recognized for being the sex that they are when they're murdered so just just to add my two cents in it 100 percent as lesbians we understand what other lesbians are going through as gay men i don't understand what they're going through but i understand a little bit of hey by the way you under are attracted and are into your own sex right so that's what lesbians and gays have comparable to each other then we think about transgender which is under the umbrella of queer i don't understand what they're going through but i can support them my 100 percent support is to everyone who is different who 
their feelings are not supported by the majority, people who have fear of being themselves, I support their role because I want everyone to be safe and feel that they are unique and can actually be themselves in a world that may not support them or accept them. I just want them to know that there are people who do. That's it, you know? And it's going to be hard. It will be hard. There's no rhyme or reason about it, but it does get better, point blank. We're absolutely blessed to live in California. California is one of the safest states for LGBT immigrants, any kind of different atypical person. Like California is one of the most safest places. Something that stuck with me from that book, California is the only state that you cannot get away with using gay panic as an excuse for murder or assault. So if somebody uses the excuse that they hurt or murdered you because they just found out you were gay or trans or lesbian, California is actually the only state that that can't be accepted. I think just a lot of times because we live here, we forget kind of how good you forget we have how it. blessed. So you are. we're going on about an hour here. I'm going to tie it all together and wrap it up. Noel, how much would someone have to pay you each year to live in Alaska? Too much. I won't go back to live. I'll buy a cabin and I'll go for the summer. That's about it. Tahoe. Hey everyone, this is Katie here. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Adult Out. And email us your thoughts, stories, questions, and idea for future episodes at outtoadult at gmail. You just might be featured on an upcoming episode. Again, that's outtoadult at gmail.com. Here's some statistics from today's show. According to the Indian Law Resource Center, in the United States, violence against indigenous women has reached unprecedented levels on tribal lands and in Alaska Native villages. More than four in five American Indian and Alaska Native women have experienced violence, and more than half have experienced sexual violence. Alaska Native women continue to suffer the highest rate of forcible sexual assault and have reported rates of domestic violence up to 10 times higher than in the rest of the United States. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Native Americans, there are 5.2 million American Indians and Alaska Natives making up approximately 2% of the U.S. population. The poverty rate for American Indians living on reservations is 29.4% compared with the U.S. national average of 15.3%. The proportion of Alaska's population identified as American Indian and Alaska Native was 19.6%, the highest rate of any state. I'll put some links in the show notes if you'd like more information. We've laughed. We've cried. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Out to a dog.